You're listening to Say Yes to You with me, Just Ange Marie, a podcast focused on inspiring you to say yes to you, your life, and your happiness. Let's say yes to showing up genuinely, authentically, and unapologetically to become a better, stronger version of you one episode at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Say Yes To You podcast. My name is Ange. I am your host, as always. And today I have a very special guest with me. I have my mom sitting with me, and we are going to be talking about friendships and friendship red flags and how to move on from a friendship. So my mom is with me today. We're having our coffee. We're sitting outside. If you hear any little background noises, it's because we're on our deck outside. And this is something that we normally do at least once a week, if not a couple times a week. We just like to sit outside, have our coffee, talk about things usually going on in my life. If I'm going through something, we'll just sit outside and we'll talk for like 45 minutes to an hour about whatever it is. And something that I've been going through recently and over the past couple years is moving on from friendships. And I know that this is something that people of all ages go through, men and women, but Specifically, I've been talking to people around my age, usually in college or just graduating from college, that are going through a weird phase where they used to be friends with people and they're losing touch with those people or they're no longer friends with those people anymore and they're struggling with moving on. They don't really know how to. So disclaimer right off the bat, I don't think that there is an easy way to move on from friendships. I don't think it's something simple but i know talking about it helps and hopefully this episode today will serve you and help you feel a little bit better about moving on from friendships so i'm going to have my mom first introduce herself if you just want to talk a little bit about yourself and who you are for people that do not know you thank you angelina for having me on your show really appreciate being asked to be part of this hi everybody my name is maria and i am 55 years old I am a mom and a wife, and I work outside the home every day. I have three children, and primarily think of myself as a mom and a wife first. Uh, My husband and I, Clark, have been married for many years. (laughs) We met as um, we were high school sweethearts, meeting in high school and dating on and off. And I have a job where I help seniors. stay out of nursing homes and living in their own homes in the community. I've been doing that for five years now and find it extremely rewarding. I like to have jobs where I feel like I'm helping people. Maybe it's part of my Catholic upbringing, but you know, we were kind of raised to give back and help people. So first we're going to start off with um, friendship red flags and things that used to fly with me in the past and they used to be okay with me, but once you step out of a situation or step out of a friendship or a group of friends you kind of look back at things and realize maybe these things were going on but now they're not so okay with me and going into the next friendships that I have these are things that I want to make sure don't really happen or I'm just going to be more aware of so we're kind of just going to go through a few red flags and talk about each of them The first red flag that I wrote down when kind of journaling about this topic is people that talk about other people when they are not there, usually in a bad way. So I'm going to be completely honest and authentic today. This is something that 
used to happen to me in college when rooming with a group of girls. It was something that would happen pretty often where if one of the girls wasn't there, they would be talked about. And it was usually something either not a positive thing or something that would they wouldn't get talked to about to their face. So this is something that is very important to me now in a friendship or being friends with a group of people is that the person that or you can trust that when you leave the group of people or when you leave that friend, they're not going to turn around and talk about you in a bad way to other people. So what are your thoughts on that and has that ever happened to you before in a friendship or with a group of friends? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we all may be guilty of this at one time or another. It doesn't make you a, an evil person. Sometimes I think when friends get together, they might talk about a friend who isn't there as kind of a, they feel like it's a bonding thing. But if it's the friend isn't there and you're not sharing your true feelings with this friend um, in their presence, then it's really undermining them and it's not productive. So if people are sitting around just talking to each other and bashing someone who isn't there with no hopes for addressing them or improving or sharing their feelings, then really, do you, do you think that's a positive thing? Do you think anything good is going to come out of that? I don't think so. I think that there are much more, as you said, it's not productive. There's more productive or just like a better way to spend your time with those people. So let's say you are with a group of people that are talking badly about a person that isn't there. How would you recommend handling that situation? I feel like that's a situation that a lot of people get caught in. And if it can make someone uncomfortable, I know you're um, queen of changing the subject. So (laughs) how do you handle that situation that might make you uncomfortable? We have a saying in our family, it's how about those fillies when we want to change the subject <laughs> if something is uncomfortable or we feel like it's going in a bad direction. You can choose any sports team or something that you think is going to interest the people that you're with. Or, you know, you can really be just frank and say, hey, you know, Jane's not here, so I don't think talking about this is going to really help anything unless we talk to Jane. Now, there are certain situations where, I mean, we're talking about casual gatherings. If it's something serious, you know, something that is maybe threatening to their health or well-being or other people, then yes, you need to consult someone who is a professional about that. Um, I would never advise anybody to try to solve those things on their own. When it's a group of people and you're not really feeling it and you feel it's going in a bad direction I just say be honest and say you know Jane's not here and if we really want to help Jane or talk with this talk with Jane and get through this then let's get Jane in the room so that's about it for that one let's get Jane in the room let's talk to Jane face to face and not behind her back when she's not there, okay? And if there's any Janes listening to this, sorry, I hope people don't talk bad about you behind your back, Jane. Okay, the next red flag and thing that used to fly with me but does not fly anymore is people that still think you are the old you and basically have a narrative playing in their head that they look for evidence of. So 
this is something I wanted to dive into a little bit is that I know that everybody changes, everybody grows and everybody evolves. People go through things, especially when you used to be friends with somebody and you're no longer friends with them anymore. I don't think it's fair to look at that person as the person that they once were. So something I'm really big on now is meeting people where they're at. So thinking about somebody that you maybe went to high school with or you went to college with, maybe you were friends with them, maybe you weren't friends with them, and now you're having the opportunity to connect with them and get to know them. I think it's a lot more fair to look at somebody as like, who are you now? Like, I'm not going to hold you to the person that you once were in high school or college. Maybe you were shy in high school, but now you're really outgoing. I'm not going to look at you as that shy person that you once were. I want to get to know you as you are right now. So what do you think about that and kind of looking at a person as they are now and not who they were back then? So I think that when you look at a person that you haven't maybe seen for a while, you kind of go into an automatic mood where you put yourself back to where you knew them. And there's also kind of a protective mode where you feel like maybe this person wasn't so nice, so you're going to have a heightened sense of awareness, like I'm going to protect myself and insulate myself from any hurt that this person could cause me. But we, like Angelina said, we do grow and change. You know, no one is static. You're not the same person that you were last week. Although we do have certain traits and characteristics that we carry with us through our lives. And to change those, sometimes it takes some work. Just put the shoe on the other foot. Like, how would you like somebody to see you? Maybe it's somebody that you haven't seen since grade school. And that person, you know, wasn't very nice to you in grade school. And you run into them in the supermarket. And they are so pleasant and nice as pie. So what do you take away from that? Well, either that person's really putting it on good <laughs> or that person really has grown and changed. So I like to think of it as that person has grown and changed. You know, we all want to protect ourselves from being hurt. But if you open your mind and think maybe this person really has become someone different and better and more amenable to be in my life, then you can open yourself up to that. So there are a lot of things when, you know, you leave one situation in your life and go to another, like leaving high school, leaving college, you know, and then transitioning, having, getting married, having children, that changes you. So sometimes we reconnect with people that we kind of lost that connection with in those other forms. And the other thing in relation to that, we know um, one of my favorite, I don't want to say influencers, but someone that I look up to is Dave Hollis. But one thing I always remember about Dave Hollis is that growing up, he was told that he couldn't be a runner. He was told by like his family members that he was too tall and he couldn't be a runner. So because he was told that, he had that narrative, that story playing in his head and our brain looks for evidence of all of the things to support that story. So Dave was always looking for evidence subconsciously of any reason why he could not be a runner. And the reason why I'm telling the story is because I feel like the same thing can happen in friendships where 
you look at a person and you think, I don't like them. They're so rude. They're so mean. They're so selfish because they did maybe one small thing. But that makes that one small thing was enough for you to construct a narrative about them that they're evil, they're mean, whatever it is. Or it could be that they're nice and your brain is just going to look for all the evidence to support whatever story you have. So let's talk a little bit about if you have some kind of a narrative playing in your head. Maybe this is something you haven't thought of before and now you're kind of looking inside of yourself. If you have a narrative playing in your head about a person and it's negative and how your brain is always going to look for evidence to support the fact that you don't like that person, that you don't like Jane because Jane did one small thing one time that really irked you. So now your brain is just going for all the evidence as to why Jane's a bad person. I feel bad. I feel like we're picking on Jane. <laughs> Jane's not in the room. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you know, people do go into that self-protection mode and do carry that narrative with them. So you have to, as a person, you have to set boundaries. It's a fine line between like setting boundaries for yourself, protecting yourself and opening yourself up to looking at that person in a new light. I think only time can tell and experience with that person again. Now, if that person harmed you in any way in the past, I mean, you know, true physical harm or mental harm, then that's a big red flag. If, you know, you've kind of just lost touch and kind of went in different directions, maybe had a little falling out and it wasn't really over anything serious, or maybe you don't even know what it was about, coming together again, you might be able to, to resolve that. Another thing is you can't, you can't push these things. You can't pressure someone into being your friend or resolving. You know, it's not always going to work out the way that you think it is, but are open. And if you try to see the person as for who they are in that moment, then, you know, it might just become something different. Next one, I remember we talked about a little bit before, something that I don't want to say it's a red flag, but it's something that doesn't sit well with me, is having friends that do not, not just do not understand, but having a friend that does not understand and does not want to go to any length to understand people with mental health issues. I feel like this is something that was also talked about in one of my friendships where that person never understood mental health issues and they would always talk poorly about people with mental health issues and they just didn't understand they didn't want to understand. So that's something that again I don't want to say it's a red flag but it doesn't sit well with me because I'm someone that advocates for the fact that mental health and physical health are the same. So it's hard for me to understand when somebody has a broken arm or a broken leg, you go and you bring them flowers and chocolates and you sign their cast and you sit by their bedside and you text them and you ask how they're doing and if you do you need anything. Like you're so kind to that person with a broken limb, but when somebody has a mental health condition, they usually don't get the same form of kindness. Or if you have friends that give you the same form of kindness, then that's awesome. Maybe you don't need this podcast. But that is something that does not sit well with me. And I made a note to even talk about for people that know the movie Mean Girls, Regina George gets hit by a bus and she has that whole iron thing going over her head and her and Katie Heron were enemies and they were going at each other and they had such a bad 
falling out. But Katie still goes to her house and brings her flowers, even after something like that. Well, first of all, who out there thinks that she was pushed? That Regina George was pushed in front of that bus? <laughs> we didn't see it, but... <laughs> yeah, I think that mental health is a very, very delicate subject for people. Um, there's a lot of unfortunate stigma out there about mental health, and I agree with Angelina. Physical and mental health go hand in hand. And unfortunately, there's a lack of, you know, professionals available to treat people with, you know, there's so many people with mental health challenges that need treatment and, you know, the professionals out there, they're trying to handle it all. And I give kudos to them because it's a really difficult, difficult field. I think you should treat everyone with kindness, whether, you know, they have a broken arm or they're suffering from you know, depression, it's very, very challenging because people don't understand it. And the best thing you can do is to educate yourself about it. If you have a friend who, you know, shares with you that they're challenged with a mental health disorder or, um, you know, they're just feeling bad, I think you should be kind and I think you can read up on it. And you know, maybe consult someone who knows more than you because when you pass judgment on people just because you don't understand what the person's going through, it's not really fair. My feeling is, you know, part of my history of employment and part of what I do is education. Um, so I really feel like the best course is to learn, learn about it and be kind. Next red flag, this one I think is a definite red flag if you have had a friend or maybe if you are someone that holds things in and cuts people off or just doesn't confront a person when they have done something that maybe has bothered you and instead of going to that person and talking about it you internalize it and you hold it in and you just instead cut that person off or decide they did this thing and I'm not going to tell them what they did but I'm just going to stop talking to them because they did this thing that is something that never really fly with me so I don't want to say it was okay in the past and it's not okay now I just think that is a red flag and again even in a friend group if you know someone that again is coming to talk to you about something Jane did and they're not going to talk to Jane and they're just saying okay we're not friends anymore well I think this happens in uh, friend situations and family situations I feel like you know we're Italian and the big thing for Italian families is, you know, you get mad at somebody and you just stop talking to them for a while or maybe forever. Um, you know, there are small situations and there are big situations. And it really is up to you as a person if you want to consider the other side of the story. You know, if you completely just cut somebody off and don't give them a chance to explain or to share their feelings about why they did something or you know what was going on with them at the time that's not really fair either but it happens and in a friend situation if you cut someone off it's really hurting the other person friend or family it's hurting them and maybe that's your intent maybe you want to hurt them for whatever reason and it could be based on a lot of different things I mean, it could be jealousy, it could be 
Um, maybe this person really did do something that truly hurt you really, really bad. But if you don't verbalize it and if you don't allow the other person to hear you and, the, and for you to listen to the other person, it will not be resolved. And to go through your life with something unresolved like that is hurtful. But maybe you're comfortable with that. Maybe, you know, the friend is comfortable with it. And the other friend who's on the receiving end of it will just have to accept it. But again, nothing, I don't think anything productive comes from cutting somebody off unless they truly physically or mentally harmed you. You keep bringing up like physically harmed or mentally harmed. And I think it's sad but true that a lot of these things happen in friendships. And it's a lot of the time not, I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of the time it's more catty and it's not like physical harm or mental harm, but you're saying in the case of like physical or mental harm, that's okay. But it's like, it's never that deep. It's always just something surface level and catty, but people still go to that length as if it was something like physically or mentally harmful. Well, and another thing is if you are the person cutting someone out, you're in control. So it could be a control thing that well, I'm not going to talk to that person anymore because they didn't like my outfit. <laughs> but really, you know, if you need that much control, then that friendship maybe isn't going to work out for the person on the receiving end of it. Next one is a friend that only likes you when you have something to offer and is circumstantial. I feel like I have been this friend on the other end in the past I feel like I have been the friend that was liked when I was single and when I was not in a relationship because I was the single friend and being the single friend is being the fun friend when I have wanted to go out drinking multiple nights a week and not just one or two I was the friend that was liked because you're the party friend and then I think the last thing that comes to mind for me is when I moved to Philly since I lived really close to the city, I was the cool friend to hang out with because you live so close to the city and the city's fun and we can go out to places in the city. But that was a conflict for me because even though I was living on the edge of the city, I was not uh, swimming in money. I was not the most financially stable, so I didn't have a lot of money to go spend on the weekends to go out in the city. And I also was working really really hard so I was more tired on my off time and honestly just wanted to relax and take naps and have time to myself and again that was a conflict because then if you're not the friend that wants to go out if you're not the friend that has money to spend to buy other people drinks and pay for everybody's uber if you're not the friend that's single then what is the friendship even worth so what do you think about circumstantial friendships I think we all have had circumstantial friendships um, you know you're not think you're not going into the friendship thinking well what am I gonna get out of it what do they have to you know offer me but you know we all see what is going on with people at different times in their lives and I really think you know if you are looking to use somebody for something you can and the person who you're using can accept it or not. 
I mean, I've had times when, you know, you think, okay, well, I can help this person with X, Y, Z, and then they're going to be my friend. But is that a true friendship? I don't, I don't think so. And you have to look at, is there a balance? Is there a balance there in the friendship? And, you know, usually in relationships, I found that it's never really, like, there's always one person who needs more and the other person needs more. And you kind of come together, you know, in the middle and you kind of help each other through that. So if you are the person continually giving and you're not feeling anything on the other end, and I don't mean, you know, financially, I don't mean materialistically, I'm talking about giving of yourself. Is it really a friendship or is it something else? And maybe if you're the friend that is continuously giving, that's something that you have to ask yourself now. Is this a friendship or is it something else? So now that we covered red flags, I wanted to talk about how to move on from a friendship. Again, I don't think there is any easy way. I'm not sure that any of these tips will be your solution, but this is just my advice from situations that I have gone through and I'm sharing my advice with you in order to hopefully help you. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about with how to move on is muting or blocking someone on social media. I know with Instagram that you can mute people on social media, which is, if you don't know, it's just going to that person's account and making sure that you will not see the stories that they post or their posts and you're still following them so they don't see that you unfollowed them, but you're just not seeing their content every single day. And blocking someone is, I think, I think it's um, giving the person that's like you're blocking them. I don't think you can see their content and I don't think they can see yours. If I'm thinking of that right, it's just kind of like completely cutting off. And if you want to unfollow someone, I know that a lot of people are scared to unfollow a friend or someone that even they're no longer friends with. You could do that too, but I think just with people posting so much on social media, especially with stories, it's kind of like seeing a friend have a party and you look at a story and you see a picture of people at a party and you weren't invited to that party because you're no longer friends with that person or those people. And maybe you know why or maybe you don't know why, but it's that feeling of seeing that photo or those videos and you're the one not there. And I think muting or blocking or unfollowing someone kind of saves you from that feeling where maybe you felt it once or twice. And if you know that it's not a good feeling, if it's not uplifting you, if it's not adding joy or value to your life, then I think you have to take some action to do whatever you can to prevent yourself from feeling those negative, sad, not good feelings. So I know that you're not Instagramming, but... <laughs> What do you think about disconnecting with someone on social media and muting people and blocking people and all that? Well, things were a lot simpler when I was younger. Back in my day. Back in day. my day when I was a lad. <laughs> things were simpler because we did not have, you know, social media. It was more like you were alone on the weekend and then you go into a social situation on Monday and people are talking about a party that you weren't invited to or people were talking about somewhere they went and you weren't included so 
that's a bad feeling, no matter if it's on social media, in person. I think the person on the receiving end of it has to, has feelings to struggle with that they were left out. Was it something I did? Was it something I said? Why wasn't I included? You know, these people used to include me. So it's really, really hard when you see something like that. I'm not going to talk about specific mediums or platforms for social media. I, when I first started using social media, I noticed that people put out there all these wonderful things and everything's positive and happy and that's not real life. So I don't know how much value it was for me. Now, it definitely has value in business and in promotion and marketing because you get to share what's happening, you know, in your um, in your world that way. I think you have to fight the feelings. And in order to fight those negative feelings, I agree that you should block. You should take a break. I remember, Angelina, you took a month off social media. And uh, I remember you feeling pretty good during that month. And of course, you know, you don't want to do it forever because your friends are on there and you want to see what's going on and you want to connect with them. Like, I know people my age use it to connect with what's like updates in your life like who's having children or grandchildren and you know who's married for 30 years things like that and it allows you because there's not a lot of time in the day for keeping up with people it allows you to do that on a you know a basis where you can keep in touch but not be talking on the phone all the time I remember I used to be talking on the phone and now it's a text which is a good thing but it doesn't replace that human interaction. So I do agree with blocking. I, I, not, I don't know. Can you tell me if when you block someone, can they see that you block them? No. Okay. But you, they won't get a response. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to know that you've been blocked. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's also another, like, I don't want to say passive aggressive, or maybe it is kind of passive aggressive of the blocker. In that, you know, I'm not going to tell you why. I'm just going to block you. Again, I mean, I'm a communicator. I really think that communication is the best way to deal with disagreements or slights, whatever you think the person has done to you. Communication is a way to resolve things. So if you are a person who's blocking, that's okay. But I don't think that, you know, you're going to resolve much with the blocking. I don't know. Do you feel like if you are done with that friendship and you block, that's okay? I think um, people can be afraid to unfollow. I think being done with the friendship would be more of the unfollow level, and you can also see when someone unfollows you. Oh, you I can. think um, okay. muting, when you said the example of it happening in person, when people come up to you and they're talking about somewhere that you weren't invited, I think of muting as like literally, literally I know a lot of people use Netflix or whatever, but watching the television and <laughs> muting um, commercials. Like, they're annoying, like you don't want to hear them. I think muting is similar on social media, and to compare it to in person, it's like if those people are near, if it's like in a workplace and those people are near your desk talking about the party that you weren't invited to, muting is like if you literally had a remote and you just looked at them and you pressed the mute button and you couldn't hear the conversation anymore. So. It's just saving you from hearing the conversation, from seeing their photos, from seeing their stories, which is people posting like every day about little things or 
going out and whatever it is. So that's why I think muting is the best scenario because they can't see it, but the only thing that they can see is that you're no longer watching their things. That can come across. I don't know. It's <laughs> There's like always hard feelings involved. There is. And I think if you sometimes give yourself permission to just take a break, take a break. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to be invited to that, to a party again with those people. You know, it, it just means you're taking a little bit of a break and maybe coming back later and looking at the situation with some fresh eyes. People think, you know, oh, if I do A, then B is going to happen and it's permanent. You know, I don't, life is not, you know, like that. It's fluid. It's fluid. So taking a break can be a good thing. Next thing with how to move on is focus on who you do have in your life and how you can be a better version of yourself for those people instead of focusing on the people that you don't have and maybe what like questioning like what did I do what did I say just putting more energy and pouring more of yourself into the people that you do have and not focusing so much on the people that you don't have I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory but do you have any thoughts on that one I think that the people that are involved in your life are there because they're bringing some kind of value to it not in terms of using people, but they're bringing something good, positive, and you're getting, you know, the positiveness, positivity from them. I think you should value the people that are in your life and that you feel like you have healthy relationships with. Sometimes we tend to dwell on trying to fix the other things and erase the negative things, but, you know, you're not, you're not always in control. You're not. And the people that are right in front of you are there for you. Next thing with how to move on is kind of the same thing. It's spending time, spending the time that you would normally spend with the people that you're no longer friends with, just replacing that time with spending time with the people that you do have in your life. I mean, it normally happens on like, I would say like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. You can think about how you used to do this with those friends or go out with this friend and you're no longer doing that so you can either sit there and twiddle your thumbs and think what the heck do I do or you can make the most of that time that you would normally be with those people with the people that are actually in your life so what I was thinking about is how um, recently on a Saturday I went out with my parents and my boyfriend to dinner and we actually had a really good time and we made a lot of memories we were sitting outside in the street having dinner because it's really nice outside still right now and it started raining and we all ran and ducked for cover and everybody had to run out of the street and let it rain but there was one man that sat in the rain and ate his dinner and of course my boyfriend goes up and makes friends with this guy because he's so outgoing and then the guy buys him a drink and then they're having a drink together in the pouring rain (laughs) and it's just things like that that like if you sit at home and you're dwelling on the fact that it's a Saturday night and you're no longer with people that you were once with hanging out with them you wouldn't be able to make new memories so it's about spending time with the people that you do have and making the most of that Um, and then also spending time with yourself I wanted to say instead of if you're not going out to dinner or something like that with a significant other or your parents or whoever you can also spend time by yourself and do self-care kind of things take a bath read a book watch a movie and eat some candy like do whatever makes you feel good and there's a quote that I like and it's the most 
important relationship that you have is with yourself. And you need to maintain that relationship and care for yourself and do things that make you happy on your own and learn to spend time with yourself and it doesn't always have to be with other people. Even sleep, like just getting a good night of sleep can make you feel really good. So if you used to go out on Fridays or Saturdays, but now you're not doing that anymore, think about, it might seem lame, but literally getting like seven, eight, nine hours of sleep and then waking up the next morning and just feeling really good and having energy to actually do things on your Saturday or Sunday instead of feeling completely drained and tired. Think about that and little things like that. So we're in the pandemic still, and it's not as easy to do things as it was before. And I think, you know, we've heard from so many people about what to do with your time during the pandemic because you might have more time. Now that we're starting to go out more and, you know, on a limited basis, we can enjoy other things. I think, you know, I agree with Angelina. I think doing something that you enjoy in a healthy way is good. Try something that you've always wanted to try. Try something new. Uh, read the book that you've been putting off. I think Angelina's point is don't dwell on what other people are doing and you're not doing. Think about your own self and what you want to do. Angelina just got me hooked on <laughs> meditation and yoga. And I mean, it's really something I'm enjoying. So you know, do something like that. Do some physical activity because physical activity produces the endorphins that are going to make you feel better. Don't dwell on the things that you are not doing or can't do. Concentrate on the things that you can. Exactly. And we love meditation and yoga and physical activity because that does make you feel better and it relaxes you and it clears your head so I always recommend those things I highly recommend them all the time she's taught me well <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing that I have with how to move on is forgetting the circumstances so if you're having trouble moving on from a friendship or maybe you're friends with somebody and you want to move on from them kind of discarding the circumstances which in my case it means again like if they if they were the friend that lived near Philly and it was fun to go out with them in the city, but maybe you want to move on from them, you shouldn't only stay friends with them because of that thing. Or if, what was the other thing? Oh, if it was somebody that you went to preschool with or middle school with or high school or college, if they are becoming a person that you no longer want to surround yourself with and if they're no longer bringing value to your life that they once were, again, people change and it's not, I don't think it's healthy to stay friends with a person just because of how long you've known them or maybe you grew up next to each other or they went to your high school or whatever it is. Like you shouldn't only stay friends with a person just because of some kind of circumstance, like how long you might've known each other if again, it's just no longer bringing value to your life. As, as we age and grow, we do meet other people in our lives and have new friends um, but some people are old friends and I don't know that you want to cut out old friends I don't think that's healthy either but your friendship can evolve into something else like I have several friends that are my go-to people like I know that like I have a friend who I went to grade school with I have a friend who I went to college with 
and I have a friend who um, we used to live in the same neighborhood and our kids grew up together. Those are my go-to people. I can pick up the phone or text or whatever and in a heartbeat just pick up where we left off. And I would never ever give up those friendships. And I don't think they would either. They're historical friends, but, and we get hysterical when we're together. <laughs> but, you know, if you really haven't connected or you really don't have much in common anymore, it's okay to not have contact with them for a while. It's okay, you know, not to devote time and energy to it. But you have to make that decision on your own. You have to come to it on your own. Um, for me, I'm, I'm lucky that I have those friends. And, you know, Grandpa used to say, if you close your eyes when you go to sleep and you have one true friend, you're a lucky person. So I really feel fortunate to have my handful of true, true friends. Um, you know, I've got the friends in the present and I've got the friends in, from the past. Basically, my mom is more popular than I am. No, 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 no. That's fine. She has more friends than I do, and that's I'm okay. older, older. For my SpongeBob people out there that watch SpongeBob when you grew up, and there's the episode where he has the penny and the napkin and the chip, and he puts little smiley faces on them, and he's like, and I think he puts one on his finger, and he's like, oh, the gang's all here. I got all my friends. Sometimes that's you, and that's okay. And that's okay because I wanted to close with the fact that when you and if you decide to or have to if you take people out of your life then you're making space for new people and this is something that I've said in conversations with people that are having trouble with this right now it's you always have to think about even like leaving a job or something like I feel like the universe is always subtracting things from your life in order to add new things in so Losing friends can be hard, but it's also important to remember sometimes, again, people are subtracted from your life so that you have space for new things. It's like you're on a total spree of getting rid of things and you need to get rid of things in order to have space for new things if you want new things. I always do that with my clothes, like getting rid of old clothes and cleaning out your closet so that if you want new jeans or new sweaters or whatever it is, you're not accumulating onto the ones that no longer fit you or you no longer wear them you're just getting rid of them and then you have more space for the new things it's like cleaning out the basement yeah daddy wants me to clean the basement with him <laughs> and we have a friend that says it all ends up in a dumpster anyway so <laughs> all your friends just end up in a dumpster anyway <laughs> not friends things things all your things all right do you have anything else you want to talk about I hold dear the friends that I have that are healthy friendships, whether they're old or new. Healthy friendships and friends that, and they're, I think it's a cricket. A cricket oh. just flew onto Angelina. Hello, she made a new friend. There you I'm go. I'm going to him away. He's going to end up in a dumpster anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's it. I, I think you should hold the friends dear that, you know, are bring positivity and goodness into your life. I agree. And that's why right now I am feeling like I'm doing really well with focusing on the people that I do have. And again, oh, that's what I also wanted to say is that I always say that we're human and we, I feel like in today's society, are 
stigmatized to be happy all the time or be productive all the time. And I know people my age can feel like there's something wrong with you if you're not happy and if you're not productive and if you're not doing things. And especially with social media, because you feel like everyone else is productive and happy and the highlight reel makes you think that everybody else has their lives together. And so if you feel like you don't, there's something wrong with you. And I always say we're human and we have a bunch of different feelings and emotions and you should be allowed to feel all of them and talk openly about them to people that you trust and allow them to pass through you. So if you're going through a hard situation with a friend right now, I'm always here to talk. You can always message me and we can talk about it or think about somebody that you trust in your life that you can talk about it with and don't stuff the negative feelings and emotions down. Allow yourself to feel them and think about them and talk about them and let them pass through you because you're human and you're allowed to do that. And I think that's all we have to talk about today. Thank you for coming on, Mom. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day. Hey.